Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Play Action Podcast. My name is Aiden O'Hara, and we are very happy to have you guys here for week number two of the Play Action Podcast. And, of course, I'm joined here by Vinny Jackson. Vinny, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Aiden. How are you? I'm doing good. We're getting closer and closer to the NFL season. Can't be any more excited. I mean, just what a time to be alive. I know, I know. It's over, what do we got? Nine days as from when we're recording this. First game's coming up. I don't know who actually is it, the Thursday game. It's the Bills and the Rams. Oh, that's that's just maybe Maybe a Super Bowl prediction, you know, right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm so excited for the games to start. Yeah. Anyways, we got a we got a, uh, a great show coming up for you guys today. We're gonna be going over the NFL Top 100 list that just dropped. It's there's it's, a lot of it's hot a doozy. Takes. There's a lot it's of a hot doozy takes. to say the least. A lot of hot takes on there to say the least. Also, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna give our thoughts on that. Like who's too high, who's too low, who's missing. Then obviously preseason thoughts. Just a little, you know, preseason. You can't really judge a team by preseason just with like you know, no really stars are playing, but just. Well, from what from what we picked up, and then obviously, uh, we're gonna move on to like some injury updates, just like news coming up around the league. So I say we should get right into it. I would agree with you. I mean, so this top 100 NFL list is voted on by coaches, players, and staff. I think it is. I think so. so. You know, they're obviously not professionals. They do play the sport, but uh, yeah, there's a. There's a couple hot takes in this. Right, so I do not let's agree. Let's uh, start off. How do you feel about the number one Tom oh. Brady taking the top spot? Uh, if anyone knows me, they know uh, there's two things that that me for football is I hate Tom Brady and I love Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that the two-time MVP doesn't get number one on the list, back-to-back MVP, and he doesn't get number one on the list when Tom Brady, he had a good season last year, but like... I mean, look at the team around him. It's not insane. So, like, or, like, it is insane is what I meant to say. Sorry. But, like, I just don't understand how Rodgers doesn't get the number one spot there. Like, maybe that's just me being a biased Packers fan, but I I don't know. It's, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I know I'm not the base Aaron Rodgers fan. I know you absolutely love him, but back-to-back MVPs coming off a great season last year. I think uh, he should be moved from three to one. I mean, Tom Brady obviously played great. Buccaneers had a great season, but uh, obviously, yeah, Tom, way better team around him for Tom Brady to work with. So I'd have to agree with uh, putting Aaron Rodgers up there. But how do you feel about the one in the middle of them? So it goes Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. How do you feel about the other Aaron being number two? I mean, you can't like shy away from Aaron Donald's greatness. He's arguably the best defensive player of all time. As since he's playing an interior defensive lineman, it just causes more doubles. I mean, he's practically getting triple teamed every single play for rightfully so. But uh, I don't know, the fact that he is higher than the defensive player of the year TJ Watt who had the record of sacks in a season, I don't I don't know about that. You know, it's what are your thoughts? I agree. I think TJ Watt should prop, should definitely be the first defensive player on there, which looks like yeah, Aaron Donald was the first. And then I'd say TJ Watt should be uh, either replaced with him or definitely top five because TJ Watt's number six and then Aaron Donald. 
uh, right after TJ. Well, I mean, both great defensive players, different positions, so, you know, it's hard to really uh, compare them, you know. Obviously, yeah. TJ Watt had the stats, but Aaron Donald's just, like, field presence makes a huge difference. And how do you feel about uh, the Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup at number four? I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I think while... I think it's actually a pretty good spot for him. Maybe move him up to three, even. I think he had, you know, triple crown, insane season last season. And, I mean, and the Super Bowl MVP, too, not to, like, add anything on top of it. So I do think he could be moved up a space into that three spot. But, I mean, number four is somewhat fair for him, I'd say, because he didn't really, like do anything crazy throughout the season. He just kind of got open on the short routes, you know? Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. I think he definitely deserves to be the top receiver on this list. Uh, looks like the second uh, the second top receiver is Devontae Adams at 7, which I can respect. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And uh, so how do you feel? Uh, let's see. Let's just go down the list here. We got Jonathan Taylor, TJ Watt, Devontae Adams. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Ramsey, and Travis Kelsey rounding out the top ten. I mean, what what are your opinions on that? Do you think anything needs to be moved up, moved down? Uh, I mean, for the most part, I think it's pretty good. Just looking, just uh, like below that, I do. Uh, Josh Allen, he's at thirteen, but I think I don't know him and Mahomes. But I mean, they both had great seasons. But I definitely, they're definitely a close uh, comparison. Derrick Henry, twelfth. Which, you know, obviously phenomenal. He was on pace to break. Well, it was the touches record, but obviously great season, especially great for fantasy. But the injuries, yeah, injuries threw him off. So putting him at 12, like if he would have finished the full season, I could see him being even higher than that. But yeah, I do agree. Number 12 for a player that did play most of the season, but not the entire season. I don't know. Seems a bit high for me. Uh, But that's just me. I feel like. Maybe put him in like the twenty range, some somewhere around that. But not playing the full season does, you know, change my opinions on him. I'd have to agree. And then another one, if you're just looking like on the top twenty-five here, that caught my eye was uh, George Kittle. He was placed at number twenty-two, and it looks like that makes him the uh, second tight, the uh, tight end behind Travis Kelsey. So second best tight end according to the list, which I think's a little high. Maybe more I, than a little. I, I would agree. After, I think, one, he was hurt for a decent amount of the season last season. While I do think in his prime, and which he still could be in his prime, but whenever he's, like, his best, he's one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end. But last, if this is just going off of last season, I'm not sure if I'm liking the, the ranking that they got for him, but what do, what do you, what are your opinions on that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, and just... So everyone knows we're assuming like I'm like ninety percent sure this is just based on last season. So that's what we're going off of. Not like all time. Obviously this would be completely different if this was like an all time list. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, definitely you know George Kittle at twenty two. I don't. I wasn't a fan of that at all because Darren Waller. He he Darren Waller's at fifty eight, which they're both you know similar players. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I didn't like look at the stats before this of them, but. I don't. I, I I like to take Darren Waller over Kittle last season. And uh, speaking of tight ends, at number thirty-two is Mark Andrews, who I didn't see him. Yeah, he's was arguably the best tight end last year. 
I think he had the most yards, most receptions. I mean, he was just balling as a tight end last season. Yeah, the f- and the he's fact number thirty-two. The fact that he's behind Kittle, I mean, I can see Kel- I can see Kelsey being number the top tight end, but the fact that Kittle's ahead of Andrews, just going off performance, I just yeah, there's a little bias in there by whoever was. Uh, yeah, I agree. Just people are basing it off of past seasons, maybe. But yeah, I I fully agree with that. And then right, right after Kittle, we have Trayvon Diggs at twenty three. Which you know, you know, he's up there just for the interceptions. But then you know, yeah, the, when you look at the yards allowed and exactly. just like how he plays, it's more than just the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, sure, he did have a crazy amount of interceptions, but when you also lit up some of the most receiving yards ever, it sounds like you're just like you know. A wide receiver trying to play cornerback you know it's I don't know he's a very polarizing player to some people some people think he's one of the best others think that he's not very good I think I'm on the side not so good I don't know yeah, I'm, I was saying definitely gets more he I'd put him right around like average like he's not terrible but the interceptions make him like seem like just one of the top top tight end or not tight ends cornerbacks which he's well he's at 23 which makes him Looks like the second third. or third. J.C. Jackson's ahead of him, which is very good. They put him ahead of him. But then, like, he's ahead of guys like Xavier Howard, mm-hmm. who I, I'd i take him over Trayvon Diggs in a draft. Yeah. Any day. And then just looking. Also, Denzel Ward. He's ahead of him. There's a lot of good players that, like, you know, he's ahead of. Which, not that he isn't good. I think he's a decent uh, corner, but... I just don't know if I fully like him being that high, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that there. Then going down the list, we got uh, after Trayvon, Jamar Chase, who could be a bit higher. I'd put, he, I'd put him higher. Yeah, I think after the season he had, rookie season, out of all things, after especially after that preseason when he kept dropping the ball and he said that the ball was too big, <laughs> everyone was totally just writing him off, and then he ends up, Going off, the yeah, I'd, I'd put him above Debo Samuel's nineteenth. I, f- I feel like I'd put Jamar Chase above Debo yeah, Samuel on this list. While Debo was a great, you know, dual threat, I just, you know, I do think Jamar Chase had a better overall season than him. So, but yeah, then going down, Nick Bosa maybe a bit high. He is very good, but maybe a bit high. And then we got Stefan Diggs. I think that's pretty good placement for Stefan Diggs. Matthew Stafford, who I let's see, I think I could put him a little higher than that. Honestly, I mean, yeah, honestly, won a Super Bowl, contributed to Cooper Cup's uh, greatness last year. I I would put him higher, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Quinn and Nelson, I think that's pretty good. One of the best guards in the league. And then this one for me, <laughs> Bobby Wagner at twenty nine. I yeah, this, I don't. This see is not it. an all time list. Exactly. Bobby Wagner last season wasn't. One of his best. Yeah, he, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because the Seahawks weren't that good and I wasn't watching too many of their games, but I just don't remember him standing out to me as a great linebacker, as one of the top linebackers, not to mention above Fred Warner, which I I don't know how I feel about that because I think Fred Warner is arguably the best interior uh, linebacker in the league. So... But then keep going down. Joey Bosa, Dalvin Cook, Mark Andrews, who we said should be higher. 
Nick Chubb, Kevin Byard, Keenan Allen, anything jump out to you in that group? Uh, no, nothing major, but going down a couple spots to uh, number 37, DeAndre Hopkins. I think mm. he was definitely put too high. Yeah. And we know probably this season he probably won't be too high either. Season coming up. Yeah, I mean, he really, he didn't do anything that shocked me last season, especially... Who knows? Maybe he was on PEDs that season. So never know. Yeah, you really never know. So then I feel like Herbert might be able to be higher. He did have a pretty good season last year, so I feel like he could have been. Yeah, Herbert. Let's look. What quarterbacks are ahead of him? Let's see: Tom Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Stafford, and then. Her, uh, Lamar and then Herbert. So, I mean, those are all, like, great quarterbacks. Yeah, I guess maybe above Lamar. Yeah, it depends on, like, who's, but, like, spread out in between them, obviously. But, but yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I could take... I'd put Herbert over Lamar, just going off last yeah. season. Yeah. And then we got Tristan Wirfs. I think Tristan Wirfs could be a bit higher. Uh, one of the best tackles in the league. So, I think he might be able to be a bit higher. Not too high. Like, I, I do think there's a lot more players that are more deserving than him, but I still think he could be higher. Cameron Hayward. He had a great season last He did year. have a very good season, especially at his age. He's he's playing very good. Yeah, he uh, was a big big part of that uh, Steelers defense behind T.J. Watt. Yeah. yeah Steelers uh, defense, one of the best last year. Hopefully. Carried them the last this year. year. Hopefully this year they don't have to carry them as much if the yeah can uh, we'll get that we'll get to that in a little bit but yeah it'll be uh, interesting to watch and we got uh Derwin James Dak Prescott Jordan Poyer Austin Eckler uh Eckler I feel like could be a bit higher uh, I think you know I had him on my fantasy team last year and he played amazing I I'm a huge Austin Eckler fan a really good dual threat uh, his only thing is his size he's a bit small but I still think uh you know, I still think he could have done good. Then we got Robert Quinn, or Fred Warner, Robert Quinn, Devontae Campbell. Devontae Campbell, I'm glad that he is uh, got where he is as a Packers fan. I think Devontae Campbell had an amazing season last season. And so I'm really glad that he's, you know, getting some of the, uh, just the recognition that he deserves. And then at 50, we got Micah Hyde, another Bills uh, safety with him and Jordan Poyer. Might be one of the best... Uh, Secondaries in the league. Uh, he so. de- he's de- he was definitely a big part of the Bills' success because their defense. I mean, their offense was amazing, and then, then yeah, paired with that defense, just made them like a powerhouse. And then on to the second half, Mike Hyde was fifty. On to the second half, Kamara's at fifty-one, which I can respect. I mean, last season uh, he had that. Or was it two years ago? That was yeah, like really, really good the season. Drew, Drew Year's final season. Yeah, Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees' <laughs> final season. But yeah, last year. You know, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, like, as much of a breakout. So, like, I'm surprised they didn't put him higher just based on, like, how high they put other people that have had, like, better scenes in the past. But I'm ha- I'm happy with him there. Yeah, and then uh, next up we got uh, Matthew Judon and Mike Evans. Mike Evans, I feel like there might have been some receivers that, uh, you know, did better than him in my opinion, but... He is a pretty dominant yeah, he, player. He was. I mean, he wasn't. He did have over a thousand yards, which is good, but not one of the top, you know, yeah. uh, receiving yard leaders. Which I mean, there is a lot of, you know, receivers like Tom Brady likes to spread out the ball mm-hmm. on that offense. Sure. But he did. He was a uh, number 
He had 14 touchdowns, which that's makes him second, so that's also... I actually respect that, yeah. See, I, I Mike Evans, I, I think he's in a good spot there. Okay, then uh, next up we got Jeffrey Simmons, uh, the Browns guard Benito, I believe is how you pronounce that name. Uh, we got Xavier Howard and Kyler Murray. Uh, all those seem pretty fair. Um, maybe you could argue Kyler deserves higher, but I still think he needs to develop a bit more as a passer. And, yeah, he's... And it looks like 58 and 59, two Raiders, Darren Waller and Max Crosby. Max Crosby, I would like to see higher. I think, you know, last season was definitely his best. You know, it kind of... I don't know the exact stats, but I know he was getting to the quarterbacks like fast. He did have uh, some of the most QB pressures in the league. So. Yeah, like he didn't, he may have not had all the sacks as like TJ Watt, but he was definitely making a big, making his presence known on defense. So I like to see him higher. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of spots after we have um, Jalen Waddle. He's placed at sixty three. How do you feel about that pick? I don't know. Jalen Waddle at 63 feels a bit high to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just not that he didn't have a good season last year, but I just think he's he's above some players like CeeDee Lamb, who we'll get to in a minute. Also above DK Metcalf, who DK didn't even make the list. So uh, I think DK had a pretty good season last year, but... Uh, Apparently not, but um, I mean, yeah, I just think he's a bit high. I I don't. He didn't, you know, make me feel crazy about him last year. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I'd put, I'd definitely put him lower. Like Ceedee Lamb. I mean, we can just take a look right now. He's barely even on the list, which I thought was surprising. He's ninety fifth. So that, I mean, Jalen Waddle, like. We'll have to see. I don't know how he's going to do this year. Now Tyreek Hill's coming in. He might, if Tyreek Hill's, like, drawing more attention, CeeDee Lamb could, you know, shine as the wide receiver, like, two on the team. But don't they also have, who else do they have? Um, They don't have Devontae Parker anymore. They lost him. But I think other than those two, they don't have any crazy, uh, crazy big name receivers on their team. I I can look that up while you go over the next few picks. All right, so where were we? Devin White, uh, 64. Derek Carr, 65. Derek Carr is Raiders fan. I'd like to see him a little bit higher. I mean, Raiders, I was disappointed last year. We came very close. It came down, I forget, it came down to the last game, was all I remember, with the uh, Chargers. But Derek Carr, I'm really optimistic for this season. You know, now Devontae Adams is back, or Devontae Adams got traded. Darren Waller and Renfro, he's got so many options to throw to. I think by uh, this time next year, I could see him def- well, definitely top 40 players. Wow. I mean, I'm yeah. optimistic. With, with I'm his optimistic. Uh, weapons, he definitely could. And also, regarding the Dolphins' depth chart, don't really have many of their wide receiver threes. Cedric Wilson Jr., so it's, you know, not a crazy uh, wide receiver room. But... Uh, yeah, then continuing, we got DeForest Buckner, Buda Baker, Zach Martin, Cameron Jordan, and Tyron Matthew. I mean, all, you know, these are like late 60s, early 70s. I mean, 
I think those are all pretty fair for uh, those type of players. Yeah, the, most most of the later picks, like the, I, there's a lot more like hot takes definitely in the top fifty, and then you know there's a lot of like gray areas. It's all it all comes down. I mean, it's hard. Like I said, like I said earlier, it's hard to compare like different positions when that you're, is like, very true judging so a couple, you know there's a lot of different ways you can look at it i agree some one guy that i do think is a bit low or a bit uh like yeah a bit low is uh trey hendrickson at 78 sure he's not a big name player but he did play a pretty crucial role in that uh Bengals defense last season i think he had a pretty good season but uh apparently you know the uh the NFL? He's not, he has, I guess since he's not as much established yet, like I can, agree. Can, it's clear they're favoring like yeah. already like established great players. So that's true. It's harder. That's also what let's see coming down this list. Odell Beckham is at ninety, which he's the only player on this list that's currently not on a team. Yeah, he's got the NFL logo next to him. So yeah, he does have that uh, ACL injury, but I don't know. I just don't think. I don't he's, think he made much know, of a difference. Yeah, like, like I, I, the Rams would have. I think the Rams would have done just as well. I agree. Still would have won the Super Bowl without him. Yeah, and then one player that I do find a bit interesting at uh, eighty-five, Mac Jones. He had a good season last year, but I don't think it was anything uh, to jump out about that uh, would make me want to put him in the top one hundred players. I think that's a bit odd, but I mean. I guess uh, I guess he's a top 100 player according to players. And we have uh, we have Justin Tucker at 94, which you know it's hard to put it's hard to put a kicker on here. Which he Justin Tucker is ahead of Ceedee Lamb, which you know, some people may say is insulting to Ceedee Lamb. I mean, obviously, great kicker, best kicker in the league. Yeah, I mean, he did hit that. Uh, Longest field goal ever, game winner against That's the Lions true. last season. He did have a crazy season and, and is having a crazy career, but yeah, I mean, could you manage without a kicker? Maybe, probably not. I mean, they do play a pretty big role, as we saw in the one Bengals Packers game last season when oh. it was just missed field goal after missed field goal. Oh, I remember that. And then, so yeah, it looks like you know, last no, last ten, there's. Beckham, Kyle Pitts, who he's at 91. I think he could be a little higher. Tyron Smith, Vaughn Miller, Tucker, like we said, Justin Tucker, CeeDee Lamb. Jimmy Ward, Leonard Williams, David Montgomery, Kirk Cousins, and then Kyle Juszczyk as the 100th. Yeah, so, so overall, I think the list could be better. But there are some bright spots, are some uh, spots that I think could be a bit better. What, and what are your total opinions on the list overall yeah they definitely i like to see like people i don't know if people on like twitter make like counter i don't know if people make like counter lists with like the same players i'd like to see how that would be because i'm sure there's you know it, it comes down to like preference it's hard to compare different positions but just i was looking after 100 the players that didn't make it the one that stood out to me which stood out to a lot of people was AJ Terrell not being on the list at all? I think that's I agree very that. insulting. He had an amazing season last year. I have some of his stats here. He had the seventh most seventh most defended passes, which that's not even taking into account all the times that he was like didn't even get thrown to just because of how well he was in coverage. That's true. And he also led the league in yards per coverage snap 
0.37, which was like a little bit off the record. So like the fact that they're, I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm taking a draft, if I'm a coach, I'm taking Terrell over Trayvon Diggs any day. So the fact that Trayvon Diggs is 23 and AJ Terrell couldn't even make the list, I think that's just insulting. I, yeah, I agree with that. He did have a very good season last season, just a total breakout season. And yeah, I think it is a bit insulting that uh, he wasn't yeah, he, even mentioned. One of the few list. bright spots of the uh, Falcons last yeah, season. So, so disappointing we'll, that he missed. I could disappoint that he wasn't on this list next year. I, I think he's gonna have another continue to have a great season. I, I could see him definitely. He should definitely be on the list next year since I, he wasn't for this one. I fully agree with that. So uh, yeah, that's the top 100 list and our opinions on it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good list. Definitely has a lot of flaws to it, but uh, overall, not not horrendous. But you know, there's always going to be some controversy with like a big list like this. Exactly, everyone's got different opinions. But we can move on now to the uh, preseason thoughts. Yeah, preseason's yeah. finally over, which means the next football game is an actual football game, which is amazing to see. And uh, I think first, maybe we can talk about uh, what teams went undefeated in the preseason once again. It's the preseason. Who cares if you go undefeated? That literally means nothing. It's a bunch of backups playing a bunch of backups. But this is more just to see which players might have some uh, future uh, bright spots, like rookies, see how they're doing. But uh, maybe you want to go through which teams uh, went undefeated in the preseason. All right, so to start for the AFC East, the uh, Jets, they were 3-0. and So, and then let's see, Ravens also 3-0. and Texans 3-0, and which... It's the Texans preseason, so I'm not really too interested in that. And then Raiders were 4-0. I, I'm not sure how they had an extra game. I didn't really pay attention to that. Yeah, that is. But there's only two teams that played four games, it looks like. Yeah, and... Which was the Jaguars and Raiders. So I guess... Well, the Jaguars did play the Raiders, I think, week one. Oh, that is true. I don't know how they got an extra game in there, but... Also, uh, the Steelers, 3-0. Oh, yeah, and, I didn't uh, see that. The uh, quarterbacks, which we're going to talk about uh, just in a little bit. But, yeah, the, the quarterback battle is going to be a lot closer than we think. Yeah, there's de- definitely a lot of, uh, you know, that's like when this one teams are trying to like, find their quarterback. There's definitely a lot of, you know, this is their time to, like, mm-hmm. really try to perform their best. And then in the NFC, uh, the Bears, I think, were the only, yeah, only undefeated team. team, which going off. Going uh, off the uh, Bears, I think Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a great performance, which I think I'm definitely the last week I remember. But I'm pretty sure he played solid in like the little bits that he played throughout the preseason, which I was happy to see because last year Bears weren't too good. Justin Fields wasn't, you know, reaching his full potential. But I think I think uh, he was looking good to start. I think that. You know, going into week one, I'm pretty confident in him after seeing that. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a ton of potential. And the team around him ain't great. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen some of the clips, but the player... I haven't, but... There's a, their, their offensive line is not blocking for him. He gets a solid, like, two seconds of blocking, and then it's yeah, just That's not going to help him out. So, yeah, it's definitely... He, he's got a lot of potential, and I think maybe this year he can break out and uh, have a really good season. But yeah, maybe, maybe even uh, take over the Packers in the oh, NFC North. Oh, come on. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Or, or, or Vi- I mean, Vikings in there, too. That's going to be uh, definitely a tough. 
I mean, Packers and Vikings, it could be a toss-up for the division there. I don't, I don't yeah. see one just that is true. That is true. But then uh, another team that uh, I think uh, showed a little bit of promise, uh, they only went 2-1, and one, but the Dolphins, Tua and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, everyone everyone was interested to see, you know, how they transitioned, like, yeah. from Tua to Mahomes with Tyreek Hill. Very different quarterbacks. I mean, different. I would definitely prefer to have... Uh, Mahomes. I think everyone prefer to yeah. have Mahomes, but they didn't, it didn't look bad. Yeah, there was a couple... Underthrown balls, but uh, I mean, I think that's just natural. I don't think it's about the arm strength. I just think it's about not realizing how fast Tyreek Hill is. I mean, yeah, like Mahomes, one of the few quarterbacks that can just absolutely bomb it. So like him, him, he he had like it was rare for him to underthrow balls. Tua was known, you know, known for that last year. It wasn't the most accurate, but mm-hmm. hopefully, I think I know he's been putting in work in the off season. Now he's got Tyreek Hill to kind of motivate him to. You know, get the ball out there. I think that I like. I'm really interested to see that connection. This I, I'm very interested to see that. Too. I, I I think I forget what I had him ranked uh, last week when we did the rankings, but I th- they de- I put him definitely as a winning record. I think their yeah I defense is great. I think they're gonna do pretty good this year. But Tua and Hill is like the main part of that. That's all gonna depend on. I think I agree. And uh, another thing that stood out to me uh, for the Commanders, Sam Howell quarterback out of North Carolina uh, was having a great preseason actually led the I mean not that this really matters but he did league or lead the league in uh, passing yards for uh, for the preseason which you know doesn't mean much but he had a pretty good preseason maybe giving the commanders hope for you know the future I mean Who's their number one quarterback right now? Taylor Heineke? Oh, no, actually, it's uh, Carson Wentz. So, once again, still not great. So, maybe Sam Howell could be a you know, glimpse of light for the future. But, uh, yeah, number, just going off, we said he was the uh, passing yards leader for the preseason. Number two was Trace McSorley. Uh, he's now, he wasn't the Ravens now, he's on the uh, Cardinals, so we could. I believe that he's probably the number one backup behind Kyler Murray. I, I would. I would hope so. I mean, he's decent quarterback. We all we all know the Trace McSorley song. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was just blowing up everywhere. But I mean, yeah, there's definitely uh, a couple quarterbacks that uh you know kind of stood out to me, kind of didn't. One that uh didn't stand out to me, and a lot of people know is uh as you pointed out. Jordan Love. Jordan I mean. Love, yeah. He definitely, I'd say, stood out in the wrong way. He did have the most interceptions, and he had a very 55% completion percentage, so that puts him definitely in the bottom. I don't know how much he played. I didn't watch any of the Packers games. I don't know how much he played. He did play. Does depend a lot on it? He did play, I think, some of the most uh, out of all of the rookie Or not a just out of all the quarterbacks, I think he was playing almost all of the game for the most part, so that might lead to it, but I did see some yeah, glimpses of hope, a couple good throws, but uh, yeah. yeah overall, uh, I mean, I know he's, he's been stuck behind uh, Rodgers, like he's just been kind of waiting. Yeah. Like Rodgers, I don't think, he's not, Rodgers isn't going to probably go, he's not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon, so Jordan Love didn't really help his case, but, you know, he... She probably won't really be playing in the regular season, so yeah, it's, it's not gonna make too much of a difference. Every time he plays, I uh, I wish we didn't 
pick him in the first round. Oh. Uh, that was... Who, who do you think they that the uh, Packers should have picked that year? I don't know. I know they were in talks with Justin Jefferson that season. I'm not going to oh. lie. But, you Hindsight's know, always 20 Yeah, but. so... But one other player on the Packers who, uh, you know, maybe the next Justin Jefferson, Romeo Dobbs, looked pretty, pretty dang good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, as a Packers fan, our wide receivers suck, and... I think uh, he might have some potential to uh, really give us a boost. You but. think he can he can uh, solidify his spot as a number one? They don't really have a number one they receiver. Don't. I mean, I guess Alan Lazard. Yeah, Lazard is probably yeah. number one right There's now. There's no just set. Like, you know, it was Devontae Adams, but yeah. now... It's up for grabs, so he definitely has a chance. Uh, anyone else stand out to you in the preseason? Uh... Not really. I didn't watch much preseason, but one thing I did want to talk about was uh, the Steelers, the uh, starting quarterback race. Mm, we have, yes. obviously, Trubisky and Pickett. So, and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> and Mason Rudolph, which... But, uh, yeah, we don't really want Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Let's be real. No one would want Mason Rudolph. Yeah, so Trubisky and Pickett both had great preseasons. If we're, they both played a pretty decent amount, too. If we're going off completion percentage... Pickett with 81% and uh, Trubisky with 71%. I'm not sure about the attempts. I don't, I don't know who had more I can uh, try and uh, look that up right now. Yeah, and then passing yards. Looks like Trubisky had about like 20 yards more. And then let's see. But going off completion percentage, I think... Yeah, Mason Rudolph... Oh, wait, this is completion percentage, but I think Mason Rudolph had the highest quarterback rating surprisingly of um, the three Steelers receivers he was actually or not receivers quarterbacks he was actually fifth in the league for preseason passive rating wow but yeah we don't really want him to be in the talks of the yeah. quarterback one we've had enough of him over the past like three years and yards per attempt uh Trubisky had 8.3 Pickett was 7.3 so that it's kind of another point for Trubisky. He had more yards and yards per attempt, so he's definitely airing the ball out more. Yeah. And then TDs, both uh, no interceptions. Pickett did have three touchdowns to Trubisky's two. Yeah, I mean, they both uh, looks like had Mitchell Trubisky with 34 attempts and Kenny Pickett with 36 attempts. I mean, it's a close race right now. It's a, yeah, it's definitely, I mean... Who, Trubisky has more experience, obviously NFL, but Pickett he did have like he did play more in college. He had the extra, almost that Heisman season last year. Exactly H two P. You know. So who who would I want to start? I'd probably. I mean, we're both Pitt fans, so I think we both want to see Kenny Pickett start. Yeah, I know love like, to the see whole Kenny city of Pittsburgh does. But I think Trubisky will be the starter week one. They haven't they haven't named one yet, but yeah, Trubisky. I think they're just gonna at least start him just. For the NFL experience and probably see how he does, but I could definitely see Pickett coming in, depending yeah, on how the start to the Steelers season goes. I say, I mean, it would be smart of them, I think, to uh, maybe start Trubisky, let him play a couple games, let uh, Pickett just watch and see how it all works, and then maybe week eight, nine, maybe put Pickett in there and see how he's doing. But, I mean, both of them have looked very good in the preseason. Yeah, so that's good. You know, that's definitely, as Steelers fans, I'm just happy to see, or I'm very happy to see that. But, uh, you know, with Roethlisberger leaving last year, everyone, I mean, you know, his last, he wasn't anything special, well, especially last year, but 
Yeah. yeah I we were definitely, you know, Rosberger, Hall of Famer, great all-time quarterback, but we were definitely due for a quarterback change in Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see where uh, this goes. Yeah, I mean, Pickett was picked above Malik Willis, who did have a pretty good preseason, not going to lie, but uh, I still think Kenny Pickett is the most NFL-ready uh you know, rookie quarterback. That we, yeah, that we've seen in a while. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting race between the two. I mean, all of the QB races are starting to, you know, line out Baker Mayfield's getting the job. I mean, it's definitely, you know, shaping up. And I think, uh, who is it, uh, Teddy, I don't think it's Teddy Bridgewater. For the, uh, did you, do you know who's uh, going to be the quarterback for the uh, Browns now? I actually don't know. It's uh, looking like Jacoby Brissett oh, right. is going to be the starter for uh, for the Browns with Deshaun Watson out for a couple games. So uh, we'll I, mean, I think last year Joby, or Jacoby Brissett played some for the uh, – was he on the Colts? I think year? he was on the Colts. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think like, – I remember it was only a few weeks because I remember like – Looking at him in fantasy, like off the waiver wires, but I don't think he looked bad in those games. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's not a horrible backup uh, by all means. And uh, speaking of backup quarterbacks, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting the highest paid uh, backup quarterback salary ever. How much? Do you know how much it? Uh, um, I haven't looked. I remember. Uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks. Gotta, for, as a backup, you know he's got a good resume. You know, almost a Super Bowl win. That is true. He he's for not, a backup, I mean, that's about as good as you can get. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's happy to. He probably wants the starting role, but I'm sure he's happy to see that. I mean, yeah, like even if you're to sit the bench and get paid that much, I mean, there's not much that you can uh, ask for. So it looks like his new deal is worth 6.5 million, fully guaranteed. With incentives that can push his money close to, or six point five million, fully guaranteed, with sixteen million in uh, incentives. So, uh, oh wow! I mean, as a backup, you can't really ask for much more. I mean, that's that's a really good deal for you know just being a backup. So, I mean, yeah, definitely happy about that. And going off of kind of like the news side of things, we had some injury updates we wrote down. Let's see, we have Jordan. Uh, Poyer, he may uh, he had an elbow injury. I don't know if it was preseason or practice, but yes. he may be out the first few weeks. Which I don't I don't know what the Bills. I can actually check what the Bills schedule uh, looks like for the first few weeks. But he's a big part of that defense. Yeah, so. you know, him and Micah Hyde uh, both as safeties just make it really hard for any teams to so do. Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, they're playing the Rams first game of the season, and then they have. Uh, Tennessee and then Miami. So first three games. I mean, the only team that's really standing out is obviously the Rams. First, uh, Tennessee. I don't think you know they're not really gonna be airing the ball out much with that offense. So mm-hmm. but he's definitely a big part of the off- or a big part of that defense. So yeah. it is. And some uh, injury updates for the Panthers. Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm not sure if they would want him to be the quarterback, but he will. Looks like he might be out till mid-October with an ankle injury. And uh, Zane Gonzalez, their kicker, uh, is out indefinitely. So uh, I'm not sure who's stepping in for kicker for them, but we'll see uh, how they uh, hold up without Zane Gonzalez, who's a pretty good kicker, all things considered. 
And then we also got a T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. Both of them are probable for week one, but they do both have a couple just, you know, sprains and bruises that uh, they have to get over, but they are both probable to, pr- to play uh, in week one. But uh, And Michael Gallup for the, uh, for the Cowboys is out for week one. And Tyron Smith, uh, their uh, tackle is out till mid-December. So that sh- might be a uh, pretty big hit for them. Uh, Tyron Smith is a pretty big part of that offensive line, which has been so dominant for so many years. And Michael Gallup, wide receiver two right now. Uh, you know, it, lo- it looks like we have uh, Jerry Judy. He. It looks like what? What did you put here? Yeah, it looks like he may have what some sort of like criminal charges i didn't i don't think i actually saw that but yeah uh he does have some criminal tampering going on which is a bit interesting so there might be a suspension for week one most people are thinking probably not but uh something uh, you want to keep your eye on if you have him in fantasy I know, I know uh, Russell Wilson's definitely want him to play. I mean, they lost Tim yeah. Patrick. Yeah, that is a big the year, loss. Very sad. So Jerry Judy, if they, if they don't have him. I mean, it's all going to be Cortland Sutton. And Albert. That is true. My fantasy uh, tight end. But, uh, yeah, then for the Lions, the first-round pick, Jamison Williams, is out indefinitely with a knee injury. Not what you want to see from your uh, first-round rookie receiver, which a lot of people have had very high praise for. So uh, hopefully he can get back onto the field and uh, get back as soon as possible. And then a couple of uh, Packers injuries. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Elton Jenkins, and David Bakhtikiari, and Christian Watson all have uh, some, you know, old old man knees. All of them ha- are questionable for week one with knee injuries, but are uh, leaning more towards the playing sides. And also I'm seeing uh, J.C. Jackson. Looks like he's out right now. Could be till late September. Uh, yeah, I think, with I think, an it's, ankle. An ankle. I think yeah. it's an ankle injury. But, yeah, that's, that's a big hit to the Chargers defense. Yeah. But, I mean, Chargers defense, I'm having them as, like, top, maybe top three this year. I'm yeah. really look, he's a big part of that offense. But, I mean, they got, they've got plenty of talent. Yeah. yeah hopefully he can... Get back as soon as possible, though. Yeah, and also uh, a pretty big hit for the Colts defense, which uh, formerly known Darius Leonard changed his name to Shaquille, or at least that's what he wants people to call him. So Shaquille Leonard is out indefinitely with a back injury. Uh, That's a pretty big hit for the Colts defense. I mean, he's arguably one of the best, uh, you know, linebackers in the league right now. So. And we have it looks like Chase Young. Uh, He had an ACL injury and it was. Doesn't look like he's gonna be coming back till maybe like midseason. Yeah. So you know, one of the best uh, defensive players last year, in my opinion, he showed a lot of potential. So it is unfortunate for the Commanders to not have him at the start of this season. I don't know what their schedule's looking like. I can actually just check in to see, but yeah, they definitely need him on that defense. Yeah, I I fully agree with that, and. Uh, for the Super Bowl champs, uh, Jalen Ramsey and Matt Stafford, both questionable for week one. I'm sure that they're probably going to play. It's just like they want to make sure. But uh, two like very strong pieces on the offense and the defense for for the Rams. So definitely uh, hope that they can uh, you know come back and be healthy for that big game one against the Bills. And it looks like, yeah, so what I said uh, about Chase Young, the commanders uh – Let's see, they're playing Jacksonville first, then Detroit, 
Philadelphia, Dallas, Tennessee, Chicago. So not no. I mean, I think Dallas is probably the uh, toughest matchup for those first games. But so Chase Young, you know, obviously going to be missed. But it looks like they play the Packers. What is that? One, two, three, four, five. Six. Week seven they play the Packers. So he could be back by then. I don't know uh, the exact details of his injury, but. Yeah, because they got the Packers, Colts, uh, Vikings. So season definitely gets yeah, harder as it goes hope, on. Definitely uh, hope to have him back by then. But uh, just some other minor injuries. I mean, James Robinson uh, does have an, did have that Achilles problem. Is probable for Week One. Will probably play. And then uh, Darren Waller questionable for Week One with a hamstring. Uh, that'd Ooh, be that's a, not. That'd be a pretty big blow for the Raiders to not have that uh, big tight end. In a, yeah, I got a big game big one. game week one. I'm gonna definitely be watching that. Yeah, I char- thinks Chargers, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Chargers. Yeah, they're definitely gonna need him for that game. And then uh, Kadarius Tony for the Giants. Not that I don't. Not that I think that they're gonna win, but uh, Kadarius Tony <laughs> is a uh, you know pretty uh, you know bright spot in that offense. Uh, once he gets the ball, he's very hard to tackle. I mean, he's just. He's an amazing, uh, like, run-after-catch player. So the hardest part is Daniel Jones getting the ball to him. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. And then it looks like one of the last ones we have is uh, Mike Evans. He's probable, and then Chris Godwin's questionable. I know Chris Godwin missed a lot last season. I, haven't fan- I had him in fantasy, so yeah, that, was, that did suck. But hopefully they can get healthy. I don't know who their week one matchup is, but... They have. They also have uh, Julio Jones and uh, Russell Gage, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Plenty of of weapons to go around. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of. There's not. Luckily, nothing too uh, bad going on with a lot of like the big big name players. So, uh, let's hope uh, it stays a pretty relatively healthy season for everyone. I mean, just seeing big injuries is just. It, it's hard very, to watch. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about the upcoming season? Uh, I don't know. I think that pretty much wraps up all we have uh, planned out for this week. I mean, you know, just it's like the bridge week, you know, between preseason and mm-hmm. week one. So not as much to talk about, but, yeah, but we uh, just wanted to kind of get, like, you know our final thoughts coming in to week one, mm-hmm. and then next week we're gonna we're gonna give our predictions for, well all pretty much all the uh, first week yeah. one games and mainly the uh, Bills and Rams. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, talk about that. I mean, it's it's exciting. We're close to a week away from NFL games, which you love to see. I mean, I can't wait to. Give our predictions. See, uh, you know, we'll keep a total record to see who does better between uh, me and Vinny to see who uh, can predict more games. But, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, that's about all we have left for today's episode. And make sure to uh, follow us on wherever you get your uh, podcasts. We're here on Apple Music, Spotify. we got Amazon Music. So anywhere you get your podcasts, just give us a follow, and that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week.